You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, welcome to The Rob Carson Show. It's Tuesday. How you feeling about uh, living in this country today? There are days I wake up and I shake my head and then I realize that uh, we're going to win. We're going to win. We're already winning. But we're going to have to suffer a lot of uh, a lot of slings and arrows in the meantime, including, uh, I guess, new uh, uh, the uh, Jack Smith is uh, is now targeting Donald Trump for a Jan 6th uh, criminal investigation, I guess. I'm going to tell you, Jack Smith, you're the one who's going to be behind bars one of these days, bruh. After all of this uh, bleep comes down, after Donald Trump uh, becomes the president again and uh, devours the deep state. Uh, so we got some of the stuff on that. We've got uh, new uh, new uh, information showing that the FBI tipped off Hunter Biden before, you know, they could investigate him. And uh, uh, we've got all sorts of stuff. Oh, oh, more cocaine stuff. There's one Democrat who wants the cocaine investigation of the White House reopened because everybody knows that it was probably Hunter Biden. So we a lot of stuff on the show. Uh, new polling that shows Donald Trump up in West Virginia by <laughs> by sixty points, <laughs> among other things. But you know, I was thinking uh, <clears throat> yesterday I spent a good amount of time on uh, Tucker Carlson grilling uh, GOP candidates at the TPUSA conference, and uh, one of them was, of course, Mike Pence, who uh, walked away like a, like a dog had been hit by a vehicle uh, with a broken leg, and uh, and he's licking his wounds right now, not really saying anything. And and, uh, and by the way, if you didn't know, this is what he said about it, and I think it's rather fortuitous that I uh, that this happened over the same weekend that I got to go back to the heartland, back to where I uh, grew up, and saw just how badly things have gotten under the presidency of Joe Biden. Along the way, the Biden administration has been slow in providing military support. Make no mistake about this. We promised them 33 Abrams tanks in January. I heard again two weeks ago in Ukraine, they still don't have them. We've been telling them we'll train their F-16 pilots, but now they're saying maybe January. Now, so what I'm, what I'm hearing this yesterday when I, when I heard this for the first time, I said, he's trying to outwar Joe Biden, who started this uh, for no reason. All right. Uh, Joe Biden got this going. He, uh, he, he all of the all of the signs were showing that Vladimir Putin was going to invade. Though Joe Biden says, well, you can invade a little bit. And then, of course, he just did. But but Mike Pence is trying to outwar Joe Biden like the war is really positive, like so many wartime presidents. You know, we all rah, rah, got behind him and everything. George Bush with Iraq, which, you know, I was behind when I was in 2002 or 2001. I was pissed, man. I wanted uh, I wanted whoever to pay for what they did. And George Bush said, let's go to uh, Iraq and take out Saddam Hussein. And I went, oh, what, why? Why? What the what? Really? And then it took years to finally get the guy who was the mastermind in Afghanistan. And, uh, and uh, uh, Barack Obama did that with some hesitation. But anyway, uh, you know, Mike Pence was just going to go about and, and, and use war as a way to get you to vote for him. And saying that he can outwar Joe Biden in a war that uh, most Americans are going, really, why the hell are we there? And then this is where the, the wheels fell off of uh, the Mike Pence campaign train. We'll let somebody transfer some jets. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President, have you, uh, I know you're running for president. You are, distra you. You are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse 
over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. Right. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Yeah. Public filth and disorder and crime hell, yeah. have exponentially increased. Right. And yet your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, yeah. who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. Right. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Yeah, that's the uh, soundbite that ended Mike Pence's presidential campaign aspirations, although <laughs> I, uh, I said they were ended when he, um, when, when, when was that? Was that, was it February? Was it? Oh, no, it was when he announced that he was going to run for president. I said he didn't have a chance to be the president. Now, you know, it should be fairly obvious to the rest of you. But you know, sometimes people in the punditry class uh, need to kind of get smacked upside the head and realize what's happening in the country, which I do because I'm from the heartland. And uh, you know, maybe I'm a little closer to common sense. Uh, but you know, I, I was thinking about this and I shared my story about driving through some of the towns that I grew up with in, uh, in southwest Iowa. We had our uh, family reunion, my biological family reunion, who I met, uh, well, I, I discovered that I was, uh, I knew I was adopted, but I found my biological family in 2018 because of COVID and whatnot. Finally, the, the biological family reunion. And we had it in uh, Panama, Iowa, a little town about 20 miles from my hometown in Neola. And in Panama, there were 212 people, 96 households. And by the way, um, the average median out income for the household in Panama is $37,000. Yeah, uh, that's poor. That's really, really, I mean, like, really insanely poor. And this is Iowa. So you can imagine how things are in Mississippi and parts of Arkansas, southern Missouri, which I drove through last summer and saw. But did you realize that about 40 million people in the USA are in poverty, 11% of the population? And then, and then another town that I drove through, uh, Missouri Valley, Iowa, where my folks had apartments when I was a kid, uh, 2,700 people live in that town. And you want to guess what the poverty level is in Missouri Valley, Iowa, the county seat for Harrison County? Um, the poverty rate is 19%. The national rate, 11%. Did you know that? And in Missouri Valley, Iowa, the average median income, that's two-income household, $55,000. And Mike Pence thinks that sending Abrams tanks to Ukraine is a big deal. I did a little calculation this morning about the poverty in America, you know. And, and remember uh, East Palestine, the United States didn't give a rip about them. And, and, and then America's inner cities that have just descended into hell. Did you realize that in Baltimore, there were 15,000 abandoned properties? They're giving Detroit a run for their money. It is amazing. But for each one of those, uh, those uh, tanks, he said we need to send 33 tanks. They're $10 million apiece. And, and did you know the average house in Missouri Valley, Iowa? You know how much it costs? You, 250? No, no, no. And well, the average household in America is 400,000. It's got to be 250. I said, no, 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 no. You know what it is in Missouri Valley, Iowa? 116 grand. 116 grand. So I did a little calculating, and I found out that for that, uh, for one Abrams Hank tank, uh, actually for 33 Abrams Hank tanks, you could buy about 3,000 homes which is more than the residents in Missouri Valley, Iowa, and uh, in Panama. And, and imagine the money they could use to, I don't know, maybe fix the streets in Persia, Iowa, that I drove through, that all of the businesses are closed and the roads are decrepit. How about that? But wait a minute. No, you know, I'm right. Joe Biden's infrastructure was going to take care of that. So how's that working for you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then there's this. If we took the $200 billion that we've sent to Ukraine and, uh, and we used it in the United States, we could buy 2 million homes in towns like Missouri Valley, Iowa, and Panama, and uh, Mondaman, 
in Silver City where my parents are buried. It is just quite remarkable, and uh, and honestly, any rhino who still goes after these uh, these uh, these rhino uh, Paul Ryan Mitt Romney talking points about outwarring people, or you know the concern about you know, whatever government policy, all of that crap goes out the window. All of it goes out the window and is meaningless unless you're willing to uh, turn around the absolute destruction of the country by the president in charge right now and his miserable policies. I think the times call for different leadership, and I'm confident we'll have better choices than my old running mate. Traitor, his name's Mike Pence. That's kind of strong. Never came to Trump's defense. No, he didn't, actually. Did nothing to stop the steal. Mike must have made a shady deal. Business as usual. That vote Mike certified. But Ingeding tried to say his hands were tied. He's a man who has no backbone. His cowardice showed. Needs more takes. Mike Pence is trashing Trump. On his boss, he likes to dump. <laughs> now Mike says he might run. Delegate, he won't get one. Well, he has declared. Never be president. Won't be around much longer. Like skim milk, you'll get 2%. May not even make it a certified backstabber. And a rhino. Yeah, I'm just going to issue a warning to you, uh, you, the other Democrat or the other Republican candidates, that if you go down the cliched, uh, typical Republican Party pap going into the election, it's not going to resonate because this is a different election. We don't care about the usual laundry list of crap that the Republican Party always spews and the uh, general crap that the Democrat Party always spews because we know what's going to happen is we're going to hear a bunch of promises and then when either party gets in office, they're not going to do anything. All right? Now, now I said this about, uh, about many Republicans. I said, you know, everybody who's gone to Washington, D.C. since 1973 has uh, talked about Jerusalem becoming the capital of Israel, has talked about overturning Roe v. Wade, and what have they done to those ends when they got into office? Precisely nothing. Nothing. So if promising and doing the other nonsense that both parties do, uh, if you think that's going to win, then I wish you the very best of luck in your next career because you're never going to be the president. So there you go. I just wanted to open with that because I thought it was important. I thought it was important because more than ever, Washington, D.C. is completely ignoring the needs of the American people and the desperation of many American people. And when it impacts southwest Iowa, Iowa, breadbasket of America, you know, normally we think of Appalachia, normally we think of coal country, normally we think of inner cities which have been broken under Democrat rule for 60, 70, 80 years. That's what we think about. But America's heartland, America's breadbasket is suffering as well. Because America, Washington, D.C., could give a rat's behind about them. They just want you and I to be producers, and they want to tax us. There you go. And then they send the money off to wherever. Not back to you, not back to help your town, not back to keep your kids in school, not back to make your kids' schools better, i.e. Baltimore, i.e. the entire state of Illinois. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous.
Federal appeals court has temporarily halted a ruling from a lower court that prevented key members of the Biden administration from pressuring social media to censor Americans. So they're not giving up on the censorship thing. The Justice Department's request for a temporary halt was granted by uh, the three-judge panel for the U.S. Court of Appeals. The Biden administration can resume, can resume contact with social media companies because, you know, the social media companies are waiting for their phone call anyway. So the uh, the injunction covered the DHS, HHS, Vivek Murthy, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, Director of Cybersecurity and Infrastructure, blah, 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 blah. So they're going to be able to resume this. However, uh, it is uh, being said that the halt is only temporary, lasting until further orders of the court. And hopefully the uh, closely watched case, Missouri versus Biden, which has laid bare the extent of the government's efforts to influence and content moderation, uh, will continue. It will. It will continue. And sooner or later, if you, if you live on lies like Joe Biden has and the mainstream media has in a country that has the First Amendment, it's not going to end well for you. When all is said and done, it is not going to end well for you. So, uh, coming up, I've got a little audio about, from Tucker Carlson about, uh, about uh, you know, the media industrial censorship complex. Also, Donald Trump had a couple comments about that. And we're going to move into a bunch of other stuff as well, including the latest on the FBI the latest polling, and uh, and some fun, to a gender confusion update and a who caught the stupid update, among other things, on the plate today. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is a Tuesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's The Rob Carson Show. Oh. <laughs> I uh, took a trip to my home last weekend, and I just listened to music. So we've added some new bumper music. I'm just going to tell you. You're going to hear some new bumper music that is uh, outstanding. This is called Gunpowder, by the way. Gunpowder, baby, from 1968. Oh, come on. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I was, I was mentioning uh, uh, the, the heartland and, and uh, people across the country are suffering. I, I remember driving across uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, you normally think of Pennsylvania as, you know, steel and all this. And Man, there is some poverty in Pennsylvania. You get out of the, uh, the country in Pennsylvania, you see some, I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. It's been that way for a long time. But uh, I'd never seen it uh, as bad as I had seen it when I went to my home last weekend and i'd seen some uh, decay but it's just it's gotten really bad in the last three years i uh, i got a neat uh, email from rick yesterday says you're an inspiration to me and many others seeking to find a way out of our difficult times from taking tips at the dealership to interviewing president trump is truly the providence of god i uh, you know who knows i don't i think there are a lot of people on the left who would say otherwise um and then i got a neat uh, note from uh, daryl in bakersfield california he says i i record your saturday show on newsmax and you mentioned you're from Iowa. Saturday, the eighth program, you mentioned one word I haven't heard in decades that brought back distant memories. That word was Neola. He says that, as you may know, is 15 miles from Hancock. My mom and dad are from Hancock. Then he went on to say, he said, my aunt used to play, uh, uh, they call it aunt in the Midwest, by the way. It's not aunt. Aunt is an East Coast thing. And it's also kind of a cultural thing, you know, whatever. It's like strength or strength. Anyway, so my aunt uh, played in uh, basketball. And way back when in the 40s and 50s, they used to have three girls on defense and three girls on offense playing half-court ball. And I, I hate to tell you this, 
Uh, they did that until I, maybe even after I left high school. They still did that. They kept it forever. Now they just let guys play for the girls' team and just beat the snot out of them, I guess, is what <laughs> is happening. But I do appreciate the uh, the note. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's a reason why we have come together at this time, and it is to save the country and, uh, and to help people who need it from uh, those who have been impoverished by Joe Biden and Democrats' policies, both in inner cities and around the country, and also you know, kids who've been sex trafficked, which is another thing that I'll get to very shortly. A lot of attacks happening in the latest Jim Caviezel movie, Sound of Freedom, because the left is uh, sick. They're mentally, mentally ill. By the way, Joe Biden is being fact-checked by Twitter for wrongly boasting that real wages are higher than before the pandemic because of Bidenomics. <laughs> Behind Bidenomics. Uh, if accused uh, President Joe Biden, uh, they made a factual error with the claim that real wages were now higher than before COVID. Uh, data flagged by Twitter users showed that real wages adjust for inflation were higher at the end of March 22 than now. So basically, since Biden took office, and this is, this is, uh, this is Twitter, uh, it's, it's higher than this. Since Biden took office, prices are up 16%, real wages down 3%. What do you think about that? I think that uh, prices have gone up a whole hell of a lot more. If you look at used car prices this first year, they went up 38%. And if you look at food, everything that I look at at the grocery store is 50% higher minimum than it was when Joe Biden took office. Gas is at least 50%, sometimes 100% higher than it was when Joe Biden took office. So best of luck with your Bidenomics. Everybody understands it's a giant flaming pile of, you know, what? Uh, oh, oh, on the heels of uh, the, uh, the, the panel of judges that just said the government can uh, continue to communicate with big social media and censor, that'll be overturned, by the way. Boston's Democrat mayor has compiled a list of her critics' names and gave it to the police. She did. She, uh, uh, Boston Mayor Michelle Wu, a Democrat, facing criticizing from Nixonian tactics after her administration admitted to creating a list of her most vocal critics and providing it to local authorities. This isn't Nixonian. Nixon never even dreamed of this. This is Stalinistic. But it's not, uh, it's not uncommon. It is what it going on. It's what's going on in the country right now. And, and there are many of us who have been uh, parroting this, uh, touting this for a while. This is Tucker Carlson talking about what happens when the government is able to shut down free speech. He said it at TPUSA this weekend. We never had any conversation about that. In fact, anyone who tried was deplatformed, debanked, basically hounded out of public life in America, bankrupted, in a lot of cases put in jail. Oh, yeah, there was that. Yeah, fired. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Somebody pointed out that Tucker Carlson was fired for that. <laughs> Pretty funny. Not only do we not have that conversation, that conversation was literally banned. Now, it's in the guidelines of most of the big social media companies. You can't have that conversation. Any country that doesn't allow a free discussion of the process by which its leaders are elected is not. He's talking about 2020, the election. Democracy. By definition. A country without free speech is not a democracy. And that's what the Democrats are trying to convert us into, something other than that. Now, coming up, uh, the Democrats are concerned about Cornell West, and they're ignoring Robert Kennedy Jr. and calling it an anti-Semite. Who's the real threat to Joe Biden? That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show.
is headed in the wrong direction. It's time to grab the wheel. It's the Rob Carson Show. We're going to take our country back under the next Trump administration. The censorship industrial complex will be defunded, dismantled, and destroyed. We're going to destroy it 100%. And any federal bureaucrat who had a hand in illegally silencing the American people will be fired immediately. Is that okay? Oh, I want more than that. I want uh, I want people to go to jail for going after our First Amendment. But that didn't help. Didn't stop a federal appeals court from uh, halting a ruling from a lower court that prevented key members of the Biden administration from pressuring social media companies to censor Americans. Now they weren't uh, pressuring. I mean, they did at the beginning. But let's face it, uh, the FBI also sent agents who we went over and worked at Facebook, worked at Twitter. There were there were uh, intelligence officials working at Twitter. So don't act like it was it was uh, pushing it on these social media companies. They went along hat in hand and the government filled their hat with lots and lots of money to the tune of about $4 million to Twitter uh, alone, by the way, and millions spent on things like the Stanford Virality Project. They're going to do their level best, guys. They're going to throw everything at us. They're going to try and get Donald Trump arrested. Uh, Jack Smith, this corrupt uh, prosecutor, he's uh, apparently, Donald Trump says he's a target of a January 6th criminal probe even though he was acquitted in a second stupid pointless ridiculous um, impeachment after he left office they're going to do everything they can and guys I'm just going to tell you don't be surprised if they uh, consider a way and they are they're they're trying to start a civil war with us I mean we're knee deep in in essentially a civil war created by uh, starting with Barack Obama up to now dividing classes biting us by classes by sexuality all of this all of this nonsense is meant to tear us apart and uh, and and, and they're going to do everything. They're going to throw everything at us and everything at Donald Trump. And that's why Trump voters know that when they go after him, they're going after us. They're going after us. Oh, by the way, uh, Donald Trump is up 60 points in West Virginia. By the way, wild and wonderful. West Virginia is beautiful. A lot of poverty there, too, by the way. Uh, uh, 78% in West Virginia. Ron DeSantis, 60 points behind at 18%. Yesterday, I saw a friend of mine on, uh, on social media, and he, uh, he had a picture of you know, Mike, uh, Ron DeSantis behind by, you know, whatever. And he said, did anyone read The Tortoise and the Hare? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay, go ahead. I don't know. I think the tortoise is making it across the road, and the hare got hit by a car. Just back there, I'm just saying, I think the, I think the hare might have been hit by a, a tractor trailer, and, I, and I'm not sure he's going to catch up. We will see. I don't even know. We will see. I'm just uh, speaking out loud. Oh, and then there's this James Carville, who's been wrong about everything. James Carville, he's the raging Cajun. And, uh, you know, uh, James Carville said on Anderson Cooper's show last night that uh, Cornell West was a threat to uh, continued constitutional order at the United States. Uh, yeah, that's what he said. He said that, uh, he, that, that, that uh, Cornell West is the issue. Uh, with regard to uh, keeping Joe Biden from being reelected. Um, the only thing that's going to keep Joe Biden from being elected is Joe Biden, his policies. And uh, the only thing that's going to keep him from being the candidate is his mental and physical health, because I don't think he's going to make it. So uh, there you go. Uh, I don't think exactly that Cornell West getting uh, one half of 1% of the vote is going to be that big a deal. I'm, I'm just saying. You should be worried about RFK, the other person they're trying to destroy, calling him an anti-Semite, denier, COVID denier. Cornell West, this Cornell is- West, to James Carville, he's a pest. 
I wish that Cornell would give this third party thing a rest. Jim it's a narrative I choose because Biden's gonna lose. Cornell, I'll be blaming his supporters. I'll be shaming. He will drain <laughs> votes from Joe. Hey. It's an outrage, hey. don't you know? Hey. But I never had a problem with Perot. Don't run in 24. Oh, we'll have to cheat more. Cornell West. Cornell West. Cornell West. This man is a threat to our democracy, Anderson. He should go quietly or I'll call Hillary. Cornell West. Cornell West. Cornell West. There you go. I did a little harmony at the end there. That's cool. It's a Jim Gossett, by the way, uh, as James Carville. Uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, and, uh, and uh, you know, Ron DeSantis is also going to be targeted if he ever becomes, uh, you know, the candidate or, or gets close to, to Trump. Uh, the Washington Post has issued a corruption, uh, correction after a court claim in Jennifer Rubin's latest hit piece against DeSantis is shown to be entirely false. You want to know what the, uh, the, the, the problem with the article was? Jim, Jennifer Rubin's Washington Post piece? Uh, she said that there's been a massive exodus of 674,740,000 people from Florida in 2021. Can you believe that? That's even worse than California. The only problem was she was completely and utterly wrong. The opposite happened. According to the Census Bureau, 647,740 people moved into the state in 2021, leaving Florida with the biggest population boom of all 50 states. She apparently was uh, quoting uh, an article that got it wrong with the Biz Business Insider. Uh, they originally said the same thing. Kelsey Neubauer incorrectly stated that 674,000 people left uh, uh, Florida. Uh, their, their permanent address changed from Florida to another state. Problem was, they actually had already written a, uh, an apology on July 11th. They said, we got it wrong. More people moved out of New York and California than Florida. Florida, and that we have switched those numbers and they apologized. But isn't it amazing that the Washington Post could have a, a reporter, Jennifer Rubin, who is so fundamentally wrong on just the, the initial facts of a piece and went ahead and, and did it anyway. You know, this is what Rush Limbaugh used to call the drive-by media, because the Washington Post can run a, an opinion piece that's completely wrong. Everybody reads it. And then Two days later, they put an apology on page three, bottom of the column. Nobody ever knows about it. That's being a member of the uh, the drive-by media. So I'm going to defend uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, and I think Ron DeSantis is doing a bang-up job with the state of Florida. Okay, For those of you who think I hate Ron DeSantis, no, I don't. I think he's doing a great job. And I think he should continue doing a great job for the state of Florida until 2028. Uh, let me see. Let's go to uh, Mike in Nottingham. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Hi, Rob. Rob, I heard uh, and saw uh, a little while ago that Ron, Ron DeSantis said that President Trump didn't do enough about January 6th. Uh, okay. Three points. Uh, days before January 6th, President Trump authorized uh, 10,000 National Guard troops yes. to guard the Capitol. The, the former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, rejected uh, the the uh, troops saying she didn't like the optics. So did the mayor of D.C. Secondly, uh, in his speech to the uh, uh, supporters and protesters, 
President Trump told them to go peacefully and patriotically uh, to the Capitol to make their voices be heard. Yes, he uh, third, uh, while the commotion was going on at the Capitol, uh, he uh, posted a video on uh, President Trump did on Twitter that was censored. Telling the people. Bob, 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 Bob. Let me play a little bit of that video. Or, or Mike, I should say. Mike, let me play a little bit. This is the video that Twitter, YouTube, nobody would put up the day that the insurrection, so not an insurrection, by the way, even the, even the FBI originally said it wasn't an insurrection, because generally insurrections involve weapons, and no Trump supporters had any weapons. Uh, but here is a little bit of that that was censored before he could even play it. I know your pain. I know you're hurt. I know you're hurt. I know your pain. Okay. I know you're hurt. Gotcha. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. Okay, now all of that has been proven right, by the way. The FBI was involved in shutting down the Hunter Biden laptop story. We know the FBI was involved with the Russia collusion hoax. And then they continued to do it in the 2020 election, et cetera, et cetera. So that was never aired. Clearly, social media wanted to paint. Uh, Donald Trump as the instigator. It wasn't the case. Continue your thoughts there, Bob. Yes, uh, Rob. So uh, President Trump was uh, uh, censored by Twitter. Oh, yes. Uh, I'd just like to say two things. One, uh, the fact that DeSantis uh, has said that President Trump hasn't done enough about January 6th. Uh, in my eyes, uh, DeSantis uh, today is a punk. Uh, yeah, and as yeah. far as uh, him uh, as governor of uh, Florida, uh, the average uh, homeowner insurance has uh, gone to $4,200. Uh, nationwide, it's $1,700. It's risen since he became governor by 206 uh, percent. So I don't think why? he's such a great governor. I wonder why that is. Do you know why that was? Uh I don't know why. Okay. All right. Thanks for the call there, Bob. I appreciate it. All right, Mike. Mike. God, I keep calling him. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, by the way, uh, a whistleblower, we're going to hear about this uh, the next week, I believe. Whistleblower from the FBI's Boston field office testified under oath that agents in Washington, D.C. are refusing to share hours of video from January the 6th because uh, there, may, they, there, were, uh, there may be undercover officers or con- confidential human sources in the videos whose identi- identities would, be, would need to be protected. So the FBI was infiltrated in the crowd. All right. They were it is without a doubt. They were infiltrated in the crowd. Now, what did they do? Well, clearly, it looks like the opposite of what Donald Trump was saying. Go home in peace. There's just a lot of stuff, guys, that's that's going to come out. And, and no amount of censorship by the federal government, no amount of attempts to uh, destroy Donald Trump's campaign for presidency is going to make a difference because the American people who support Donald Trump and more and more people. More and more numbers are being added to the support of Donald Trump. Hispanics, blacks who realize how badly things 
have gotten since Joe Biden took office and how bad things have gotten under Democrat leadership for the last 60 years for both of the aforementioned groups. Let's go to Bob in Parkville. Hello, Bob. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up, my friend? Well, thank you, Rob. I, uh, you're not probably going to like what I have to say, at least partially, okay. anyway. Okay, go ahead. John Casey asked me a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, over the air, who I would vote for if it came down to these two that's going to run, run right now, the favorites. I said, neither one. He said, why not? I said, because I don't think they're qualified to be president. I said, the last president that we had was my commander-in-chief in the 50s. Eisenhower. His name was Dwight Eisenhower. Yeah. He was all man. He didn't have to raise his voice. All he had to do was walk into the room, close the door, go up to the forum, and make his speech, and his speeches were very, very short. Okay, but what? let's go back to uh, DeSantis and Trump. Uh, All right, we, let's go to DeSantis. Yeah, that caller yesterday ripped him. Him and his family. I, I don't know who the caller was, but obviously he didn't know. And I'm not taking up for Mr. DeSantis. Believe me, I'm not. But Mr. DeSantis, during the Iraqi war, was in that war. And guess who he was assigned to? The Navy. Yes, I, I don't know what. Hey, take a good guess. I have no idea. Navy oh, yeah. SEALs. Oh, okay, Navy SEALs. That's okay, that's and cool. And then when he didn't get his way there, he jumped on Mr. DeSantis' family. Okay. You're a loss, you know that? Because if you do, do that, you can't face him in or he can talk to him over the air and accuse him of this. Talk about his politics. But you leave the man's family out of it. You understand? Okay. All right, Bob, thank you for the phone call. I do appreciate it. Um... <sighs> If you know Donald Trump, um, he comes from a uh, corporate background, and in the corporate background, um, loyalty is incredibly, incredibly important. I remember when I used to watch uh, uh, The Apprentice, and you remember uh, who was it? Uh, Almarosa. Almarosa. She was. Uh, she left the the show, and she backstabbed Donald Trump. Uh, in government, you you can't depend on anyone. You've really got to surround yourself with people. Uh, Ron DeSantis uh, asked Donald Trump for help. Donald Trump, without a doubt, uh, got him into the governorship, and three years later, Ron DeSantis declared that he was going to run for president. Donald Trump has taken that very personally because uh, in the sphere of politics, it's not uncommon for people to do that. In the business world, if you do that to someone in charge, chances are you're going you're gonna to be in a whole lot of trouble. You're not going to be able to write a tell-all book like people who stab Trump or whoever in the back. Uh, so Trump took that very personally, and that's why he takes it very personally to uh, Ron DeSantis. All right, coming up, we're going to move into uh, the FBI tipping off Hunter Biden to an interview. Dan Bongino says, of course the Secret Service knows who brought the cocaine into the White House. And, of course, your phone calls at 800. We'll be back in a second. The left has been waging a war on America for decades. That's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, it's really funny that uh, RFK is getting around 20%. He's polling at about 20% with Democrats. And yet, the Democrat Party's trying to destroy him. Yesterday, they're calling him an anti-Semite because uh, it looks like maybe Ukraine, certainly China, were developing bioweapons to target nationalities. 
Seriously. You think that the Chinese uh, Communist Party doesn't want to engineer a bioweapon that kills everybody but the Chinese? Right, right. So, uh, you know, they're trying to paint him as whatever the hell he is. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is a denier about COVID, even though he's right about everything. And, uh, and so they aren't even mentioning his name. And yet James Carville is saying that Cornell West is the thing to be afraid of. This is RFK talking about the Democrat Party, uh, which has no interest in hearing about anybody or hearing from anyone but Joe Biden as the candidate in 2024. You could hurt Joe Biden, you know, and get Trump elected. Um, you know, people say that to me a lot. Are, are you in any contact with the Democrat Party? I mean, have you? This is Dave Rubin, by the way. Have they specifically said we're not going to? I mean, I'm guessing they don't pick up your calls, right? Uh, no, we're not, not in contact with them. I mean, they've you know been very clear that they don't want me in this election. I hear it from people all the time. Um, you know, you could hurt Joe Biden and get Trump elected. People say that to me a lot. You know, people who are in the party or, uh, you know, I ran into Hillary Clinton uh -oh. at a dinner uh, a couple of weeks ago. And he's still alive. I know. I'm God, blown away, too. She said something like that to me. I don't think anybody is happy with the choices that Americans are being given right now. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that uh, Americans are uh, uh, not happy with the Democrat Party. 78% uh, of Republicans are quite happy with Donald Trump, as the, and they consider him the strongest nominee. But I'm going to tell you, and here's what the Democrat Party won't tell you. RFK is a much bigger threat than Donald Trump, uh, or to, to Donald Trump, than Joe Biden. All right? If you think that Joe Biden is wildly popular, you're out of your nut. 66% of the American population believe that if Joe Biden were reelected, it would be disastrous for the country. 74% of Americans think the country is going in the wrong direction. More Democrats than not know Joe Biden's brain is not working and he's in a steep decline. So I would be a little bit more worried about RFK Jr., who, by the way, is essentially espousing the uh, platform of uh, JFK and his father. And I would also venture to say that a very large majority of Democrats would prefer to have the JF, JFK style of governance than the bet guano crazy woke nonsense government of the radical left... Uh, a Marxist Maoists who have taken over the country and are guiding its policies. I absolutely believe that. I think RFK Jr., if I were a Democrat, and I would never be a Democrat. No, no, it just, it's the, the governance. It's central government versus state government. Uh, so I, I, I'm Republican that way. But if I were a Democrat looking at the Democrat Party now and I was a decent person who loved America, I'd vote for RFK. And they know it, too. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. No crooked, crooked establishment. None of that twisting the truth. No talking down don't to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell, tell me how to think. think. They let, let me decide. Newsmax. Real news. For real people. 